Welcome to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. My name's Samantha, and I'm here to help you ladies stop repeating the same behaviors and learn how to build the habits you need to finally lose the weight for good and uncover your badass self. If you feel stuck and overwhelmed with all the information out there, I'm gonna be dropping five specific episodes a week to help you gain the clarity you need in order to rebuild that confidence, get strong, and heal your relationship with food so you can finally build the body of your dreams. Now let's get started. Ladies, what's going on? I hope you're having the best day ever. Welcome back to another episode of the Evolve and Elevate podcast. So today what we're talking about is no one wants to admit that they're struggling. And this came up after a conversation that I had with someone very close to me. And basically they were talking about how, you know, all these high level individuals did not want to admit that they were struggling, that things were going wrong because they were kind of scared of the backlash that they were going to get from other people, other peers, things like that. And I thought it was very, very interesting because even on like a level that you think people would reach out, ask for help, they've gone to therapy, they have like, you know, their ego checked, like all this kind of stuff. But we still have that like, oh, I don't want to say anything. And then it got me thinking about how many ladies are sitting out there right now struggling with the fact that they're not losing weight, that you're not eating the foods that you said you were going to eat, that you went over your macros, but you tracked your macros as accurate anyways, right? You're like, I had this amount of food, but you know, you ate a little bit more. And then the time that comes around for check-ins or for your self-evaluation, if you're not with a coach and you're like, I'm up weight. Oh my God, what happened? And you have no idea what happened, but you kind of do, you know? And it's like, it's really, really hard because whether it's mental health. And so we're going to talk about a few things with that, like mental health and weight loss. And also with like, you know, just like not seeing any progress and like struggling with the fact that you feel like you're trying all these different things, but nothing's working. And then really like coming to terms with how to actually ask for help. Because I think there's also a very important way as to how you approach that question in terms of like the result that you get or the solution. And so I'll tell you guys a personal story first, and then we'll kind of move into like what you can actually do action step wise. But a lot of the times, guys, I've had multiple periods in my life where I was struggling. And sometimes I didn't know that I was struggling. When my mom passed away, I honestly didn't think I was struggling. I was struggling a lot. And I struggled for almost a year. And not a single person really asked how I was. Like they would ask how I was, but like they wanted to hear I'm good. I'm okay. You know what I mean? And I'm sure a lot of you ladies also have experienced that. Where like someone asks like, how are you? And you're like, I'm okay. And they're like, oh, I'm glad to hear it. And you're like, oh, you don't care, right? Like, it's just the way that they said their reply, you know that they're just like not in a spot to hear whatever you have to say. And it doesn't give you that open invitation to actually just be like, hey, like I'm having a hard time. Or you might not, you might have a conflict where you don't trust people. You don't think you can open up. You don't think people are going to be there. And obviously that kind of dives deeper into therapy and you really should be seeing someone out for that kind of help. And then you also have the thing where it might be mental health. And how many times have like you maybe like been in a spot where you didn't feel amazing? I'll be totally transparent. When I was running my painting business, like a few years ago, probably like 18, 19 years old, there was times where literally every time I looked at my phone, someone would be screaming at me because one of my painters did something wrong. So basically I wasn't like the person painting. I was the person managing it. And like every time it would be someone screaming at me, this went wrong, that went wrong. They used the wrong brush and they wrecked my house, which like is not a thing, but that's fine. Right. And like all these kind of things. 
And so like for a long time, I had anxiety and like my notifications just kept going off. Like we blew up on social media. We took over like a full region and I was so overwhelmed. I was not ready for that at like 18 or 19 years old. And so I started getting like super, super suicidal thoughts because everybody else was screaming at me. They were telling me I was crap. They were telling me I wasn't doing a good job. They were telling me that everything I was doing was like awful, that we owed them all this money, which like is not really a thing. If you know anything about painting, like just because you don't like the way that it turned out, if it looked good, you still had to do it. But you know what I mean? There's all these things. And I remember literally driving and just being like, Oh my God, like, I just can't do this anymore. And so when I went to somebody and was like, Hey, I actually like, I'm like not doing okay. Like this is not okay. And I think people hear what they want to hear. And if you guys are lucky enough to have somebody that's like, Oh my God, like this is happening to you. Like, are you okay? Do you need anything? Like, how can I help? Do you need an ear to listen to or whatever? Just know that like, if you're that person, it makes a big difference in that person's life because it's very, very hard to come out when you're struggling. No one wants to admit it. Sometimes you have the people that like it a little bit too much. You know what I mean? Like they're always complaining, but they're not really looking for a solution. But sometimes when like people don't know what to do, they're kind of like, hey, like, I don't know, I'm kind of depressed. And like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you're asking, but you're not exactly expecting them to solve it. But you're just like, I just need a little bit of help. Like, I don't know what to do with this, right? And so whether it's weight loss, guys, whether it's mental health, whether it's like literally anything. And the reason why I shared that story is because I hope that by sharing that story, which is probably something I've never shared, especially on the internet, just not really the place that I share that kind of stuff, that it gives you guys the permission to also go and share whatever it is that you're struggling with, with whomever you need to share it with, right? Like I'm at the point where that doesn't have any weight over me because I've gone through it. I'm okay. I'm good. We're like, we figured everything out. Thank God everything turned out okay. But at the same time, it's like when you're struggling, it's okay to not want to ask for help. And whether that's because you're a high achiever, you're a perfectionist, like in your mind, because that's not really a thing, I'll be honest. Or like if you, you know, you just like highly think about somebody and you're like, I want them to see that I'm doing good. And I want them to see that I'm doing the things that I said I was going to do. And I don't want to tell them that I didn't, you know, track my macros or that I overate every single day for the last six months. Or like, I actually haven't been doing my workouts and I'm just clicking the little blue thing, telling them that I did my workouts. Right. Or like maybe you said that you were going to eat more fiber and you're like, oh, I didn't. I actually didn't do anything. I drank all week. And like, I don't really want to check in. And there's so many times when that happens. And like, it's okay to not want to do something, but you still have to show up and do it. Right. And so it's understanding that like, you might not want to be the person who's like, oh, like I really screwed up this week. But I'm telling you that the person that you might be scared of to talk to and that maybe you respect is going to be there and they're going to help you through this. If they're like a shitty person, maybe they won't. And I'm sorry if that's the case. But for the most part, like, especially if you're coaching or if you're like, you know, dealing with, a, I hope the fitness community, but you never know. I hear some horror stories and things like that. It's like, they cannot help you if they don't know the whole story. So it's like, if you're struggling mentally or if you're struggling financially or you're struggling that you're like, every day, I just think of this freaking trauma from 10 years ago and you're not telling anybody and you're not getting that out. The only person that you're hurting is you. Because someone else might have an answer or they might have a direction in which you can go. But unless you tell them and you let them know, they're not a mind reader. No one can really like sense it. Like you can be like, yeah, I'm doing okay. And like, if you expect someone to be like, what? Your trauma from 10 years ago came up? Like that's not fair because they don't know. They can't help you. And so learn this the hard way because I used to get so mad when people isn't like basically doing what I said I would do. So basically like I would get really scared. 
Like I would go eat dinner and then I would go upstairs and I'd be like, yeah, I'm so full. I'm good. And then when everyone went to bed, I would go eat a bunch of food because I was still hungry, but I didn't want to ask for seconds because honestly, guys, my entire life, whenever I go to eat, people comment on what I eat all the time. Like all the time. You want to talk about fat shaming? I'll talk about skinny shaming or fit shaming till I'm blue in the face. The amount of comments that I get of you eat like a bird. Wow, I can't believe you're doing that. Blah, 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 blah. At a certain point, you just don't want to eat in front of those people. You're just like, what's the point? You're going to just make a comment anyways, right? And so like a lot of the times I would go and I would hide different things. Yes, people always comment on what I eat too. Someone just commented down below. So I can't see your name on the thing that I'm using. But 100%. And it's so infuriating. And to this day, that is still something I struggle with because it brings me back to when I did that competition and literally was like sick thin and just trying to get through. I was like, I just need to get to the stage, do the show and just go on with my day. I do not need your comments. I already feel like a bag of shit. And like, I appreciate your words, but please screw off for just a moment while I do this, you know? And so it's like, keep, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. But when it comes to like struggling and stuff, guys, it's like, you do need to like open up and actually say something. Otherwise no one knows. And yeah, like when people comment on the food that you eat and things like that, like it's okay to be upset, but it's also like, it's also okay to say something, right? And like, they might not understand why you're not okay with it, but it's also like, it's not your responsibility for them to like, to be okay or not with like your, what you say. Like, it doesn't matter if they feel bad because you told them to screw off. That's fine. Like you didn't like the, the way that they had said something to you and no offense, but it's like, it's all how you perceive things also. So like, for example, if I make a post about how people are struggling and no one wants to admit the fact that they're struggling and everybody's like, I don't know, maybe at the very end, I say something controversial and I say something like, you know, but if you eat healthy and work out, you're going to do fine. And someone goes, well, when I ate healthy and I worked out, I didn't do okay. So keyboard warrior shows up, screw you. You're the worst person in the entire world, blah, 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 right? Clearly they're struggling with the fact that what I said didn't work for them. And they're frustrated because they tried that and it didn't work and they're still stuck, right? And so you guys are going to have people like that too, where like you go to say your struggle and they're like, oh, it's fine. Like, you know, my kids stop scream every single day and like, you know, it's not even a big deal. And meanwhile, for you, you're like, no, you don't get it. Like they literally from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed, like they're screaming for five days in a row. Like I cannot do this. And like, it's awesome that they can mentally handle that. But it's at the same time, it's like, just because they can handle that doesn't mean that you have to be able to handle that, right? And so like, you can struggle and someone else cannot struggle with the same thing. It's just called having like empathy for someone else. It's like, I totally get when that happens. I'm so sorry to hear that. Like that sucks, right? And so like, same thing with weight loss, same thing with finances, same thing with mental health. Like just because someone's struggle doesn't seem big, it might seem very big to them. Like it might be the end of the world to them, or it might be the cherry on top that they're mentioning, but there's an like a whole Sunday underneath of just shit that's waiting to come out. And so try not to brush other people off guys, because no one, no one wants to admit that they're not doing well, especially when they've been doing well. And they're like, they feel like they're at the top and then they feel like they've been knocked down, right? Like if you get shredded, you feel amazing. You're eating all healthy. You're doing all this shit Sunday, hundred percent. You're doing all this stuff, right? And you're like, woohoo, I'm at the top. You know, you put the cherry on top of the shit Sunday. And then all of a sudden you fall down the hill, right? You fall down the Sunday. And now you're sitting at the bottom of the Sunday, looking up the stupid cherry, being like, how the hell did I get back down here? Nobody wants to admit that they fell off the hill. No one wants to admit it. 
I don't want to admit it. Do you think it was fun, like doing a show and then gaining 70 pounds and being like, you know, the trainer that gained 70 pounds after doing a show? No, I felt like shit. It sucked. It made it super relatable, I guess, but it sucked a lot. Right. And it's like, it just was very embarrassing. And so when you check your ego and you actually just like think, okay, what do I need to get out of this? Do I actually need to go get help? Like, I had to get help. I had to hire a trainer. I couldn't do it by myself. I was like, fuck, what's going on? <laughs> Not to swear. Sorry, guys. I've been trying to be a little bit better with that. But like, I was like freaking pissed. Like, I was so mad. I was like, I can't believe I gained like, you know, 70 pounds. 40 of it isn't coming off. I think I lost like 20 pounds within like a few weeks after because like it was water weight, but I still held on to like 40 to 60 pounds. And I was like, I've never been in a body this big. I have no idea what to do. My joints hurt. My calves are filled up with fluid. I now have varicose veins, which I've never had in my entire life. So that's cute. Like my stomach's bloated all the time. My hormones are all over the place. And I can't for the life of me get the motivation to go work out. Right. And it's like, well, shit. And it's like, meanwhile, last week, I was literally doing six times of cardio for two hours, eating broccoli and rice and, you know, living my best life. And it's like, sometimes shit just smacks you on your butt. And it's like, sometimes you just have to admit that you're not doing as well as you think you're doing. And you need to ask for help and just be bold enough to actually show up and take the advice that you're given. Right. Obviously, if someone tells you to go do keto, don't do that. But every other advice in terms of like eating healthy and working out, ideally, please take that. And yes, if you have epilepsy or like something like that, you're more than welcome to do keto. Otherwise, a high fat diet is a great alternative that does not require you to restrict anything that you love. I'm just going to say that all the time. And yes, it's okay to not be okay, guys. Like it's totally fine. When we had, when was it? Two weeks ago. Another like, I guess, little story just to give you guys again, permission to share whatever you guys would like with whoever you need to. Basically like two weeks ago. So found out I had bacteria again. Thank you, Spike. He's disgusting, but I love him. Like had Spike, he probably was walking in poop. I probably, he probably licked my face. God knows what. I get bacteria. That bacteria loves to eat iron. I already have low iron. So then I have to stop taking iron and I'm borderline. Like my whole body was like limp. Like I literally could not do anything for like a week. Like texting and, or like replying to messages was honestly like painful. It was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. Like honestly, Every time this stuff happens to me, I'm always like, thank you for my health because this is bullshit. And so basically like that entire week, guys, it was literally like I was struggling. Like I was not okay. I will be honest. I was not. And I was pretty transparent. I was like, hey guys, like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I do not feel amazing. This sucks. Right. But I also know it's going to be temporary. And I also am going to go reach out and make sure I get the help that I need because I'm not sitting in my state of suck. I'm not sitting at the bottom of the Sunday looking up at the cherry. I'm like, okay, what do I need to get back up there? And that's exactly what I do every single time. And so the thing is, is that if you're struggling with adversity or if, if you don't know what adversity is, it's basically when the world comes by and hits you with a two four and you're like, ow, and it like just keeps doing that, that's adversity. And so if you guys like, you know, someone passes away, you feel depressed, you get the blues, you're not eating well, like all these things kind of spiral. Those are more symptoms. Maybe like something like you lose your job, all these kind of things. Although there is like the hierarchy of needs, like if you can't pay for your house and your basic foundations and food, it's very hard to work on your fitness goals. Let's just be real here. It's very hard because the thing is, is like, that's what keeps you stable, right? Like house and food and all that kind of stuff. That is the baseline. Then you have like kind of necessities and whatever and et cetera and et cetera and et cetera. You know, then you get into like fancy cars and whatever. But at the baseline, if you can't pay for your house and your food, like that's kind of the baseline and then everything else comes across. So little secret, I guess, if anyone is struggling, because I guess like 
at this point, I've been at both and I understand like the difference, like of feeling like you're going to lose everything and then kind of working your way back up because I will never be at that point again, you know, as long as it's within my control, because that was literally the awful and the worst like six months of my life when I first moved into my apartment after like a breakup. So that was like terrifying. I literally had like no money for anything. And basically when you guys get there, your whole goal is to make enough money. Plus like basically that's where you either like have a job that pays for your stuff or you have your job and a side gig to pay for your shit. That's basically it. The next level is more so like, obviously if you're married, that helps a lot. Or if you're in a relationship that does help. But for anyone who's like a single mom, honestly, I'm just going to give you guys some like advice that helped me a lot. I hope this helps anyone who is struggling this way, because I wish I heard this and no one helped me with this is that when you're on that level, everything else is going to seem like a million pounds and it's going to be very, very hard for you to concentrate. Once that base level is, uh, is covered, either through your work, either through overtime, a side hustle, whatever, then you have like the next level. And the next level is like fitnessy stuff is like taking care of your body, taking care of your mental health, making sure you're in a good spot so that the bottom pillar stays in place. Because if you're constantly getting sick, if you're constantly dealing with mental health days, you're constantly like in a bad place, if you're constantly stressed out, anxious, whatever, then it's very hard for you to show up at work. It's very hard for you to like get your shit done. It's very hard for all that stuff to happen, right? And then after that, it goes into like having like a little bit of nicer things and then having a little bit more like trips and stuff. And then it goes up even higher. And like, there's different things for each block. But ideally, like at the end of the day, when you're in a spot where like you're more secure, like with your house and with your food, you then can focus on other areas of life. And that's also why like different countries, there's, it's very, there's a disconnect, especially when they look at like how we live. And it's because they're still focusing on that survival pillar. They can't really break past it into the other pillars. And so like, that's why a lot of advancement doesn't really happen. And it's because they're so focused on survival that everything else kind of like, it doesn't have a spot for it yet. And so when you bring people out of like second world countries, it's a lot easier for them to focus on other things. Once they start having a job that pays enough for their bills and they have some food and like, you know, they're not like for some people, they're literally like hunting food and like cooking food every single day, every single meal. They literally are doing all these kind of things. And so it's like, obviously, we don't have to do that, which I'm super grateful for. But it's understanding where you're at also, because if you're trying to start a fitness journey or you're trying to start like, you know, having a clear mindset and all this kind of stuff. But you're like, oh, every time I have money, my car breaks down. Every time I have money, like I have to give it to somebody. Every time I have money, I have to whatever. It is going to be very, very hard for you to be like, oh, I'll just give like $100 to a fitness program. I'll just pay $300 for this. I'll just go buy this item, whatever. Because in your head, you're like, every time I have money, it's going to go away. Right. And so like you need to get to a spot where you feel comfortable enough that you have the money and you're like feeling good about where you're at in order to then invest in different things that are going to help you. And those things will help you get more money. If you have less sick days, if you feel better mentally, if you're just a happier person overall, you're going to notice that like your energy goes up, your digestion feels better, your confidence goes up and you're able to perform better either if it's with your kids. Or if it's like at your career, it really just depends on what you're like, or both depending on the type of mom or woman that you've decided to like kind of go into, whether it's like the kids route, the career route, the the both route, whatever the case might be. But that's like where you have to be set in order to focus on other things. Like it's very, very hard also to focus on like being like a super amazing mom and a super amazing this and that and whatever. When you're like, shit, if I don't like figure this out, the house is gone right? Like it's very, very hard to get out of that spot. And so once you're out of it, it's like the goal is to keep yourself out of that spot for like six months to a year. And then after that, it's like building upon that. 
So I hope that helps guys, but that's the way that I like systematically blocked it off. I was like, okay, if I can get out of this like period right now, then I can like start like saving a bit of money. And then if something bad happens, I don't have to freak out so much. And then I'm able to like kind of build off onto my life and it's a lot easier. So it's okay if you're in that situation and like, it's going to be okay. You just have to make the choice that it's going to be okay and that you're going to keep working towards it because otherwise you might find that you keep going back and forth and back and forth. And the biggest thing with money that I've learned, and I'm talking about money because I feel like everyone's really financially stressed right now. If y'all are struggling emotionally and weight loss wise, honestly, all these principles kind of apply. Like once you get the foundations, you build up, right? It's all how it goes. I'm just using money as an example, because I feel like there's a lot of women who are probably in this spot, but they don't want to ask for help and they don't know how to ask for help because we don't talk about money, but like, I like talking about money. I don't care. Right. So the biggest thing is, is like, I used to be that person and I'm not that person anymore. I'm going to help you guys do that also so that you can feel a little bit better about everything. But once you guys get out of that spot, it's a lot easier, but it's just understanding that like when your car breaks down, it's not because you did anything. It's not because this always happens to you. Like when your house, like something happens with your house or like your electricity bill, it's not because something always happens to you. Like, you know, your credit card statements overdue. It's not because something always happens to you. That's not the thing. It's just, there's a pattern that keeps repeating itself. And until you stop the pattern, you're going to notice that the pattern keeps recycling. And once you learn the lesson that you need to learn, you'll get out of it. It's just, you're going to keep learning that lesson over and over and over again until you finally like figure out the pattern, you make an active choice to stop that pattern, and then you are able to keep going. And it's the same with fat loss. If every time something bad happens, you overeat, you're going to notice that that keeps happening and you don't lose any weight and you keep gaining weight. Or like every time you get overtime, you say yes, but you don't actually need to, but you've just told yourself that you need to keep working and like, you know, my job is my life and whatever, but then you really want to lose weight and you want to gain muscle and all these kind of things, but then you're not eating enough and you're not working out because you keep taking overtime and you're sleeping in and you're not getting enough hours in the day. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like your priorities and like the lesson's going to keep repeating itself until you stop it. So until you decide to say no to one overtime shift instead of yes to three, it's like, you're not going to see the progress that you want to see because you keep doing the same shit, expecting different results. That's a hundred percent it. So until you actually admit the fact that you're doing the pattern and you're struggling with the fact that you're not getting the result, you're struggling because you're focused on the result that you're not getting. And you're not looking at what you're actually doing, which is getting you a different result, right? Once you look at the process, that's getting you one result. Instead of looking at the process, that's getting you your struggle. It's a lot easier for you to be like, oh shit, the problem isn't the fact that I'm gaining weight. The problem is the fact that every time I emotionally eat, it's because someone's pissing me off every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. When I call my parents to say how they're doing and I get off the phone and they've stressed me out and then I go eat, that's what's happening every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, right? Or like every time we go out on the weekend, I've had a rough week because I hate my job. I drink seven drinks. Then I go on with my week. I go weigh in on Wednesday. Why the hell am I up weight? Well, every Saturday, what are you doing? Right. And it's like these patterns repeat until you learn the lesson. So if anything, guys, it's okay to not be okay. Like we've all gone through tough shit and we're all going to go through tough shit. The world isn't picking on you. World just kind of sucks. Right. And if you accept that the world is kind of just going to slap you with a two by four every so often, and you just have to be ready and braced and be like, shit, that kind of hurt. But after a while, it kind of like nudges you, but it doesn't knock you over. But you have to build up that adversity like resilience. And how you do that is that when the world smacks you, you get back up 
and you just keep doing it, right? Nothing's killed you yet. You're doing pretty good. So the thing is, is like, no one wants to admit that they're struggling guys. And I'm sure you don't, because I never do either. I like, you know, being the cherry on top, but at the same time, if you're at the bottom of the Sunday, you know, looking up at the cherry being like, shit, I need to get back up there. You need to ask for help if you don't know how to get back up because it's going to be a lot easier. And there's probably somebody that's been in your spot that is able to help you up faster and show you how to break that pattern faster than just trying to keep going and keep going. And you keep sliding down the hill or the Sunday, I guess, because we called it a shit Sunday. You're like sliding down the hill and it's like someone's going to be able to get you up there faster. You just have to be willing to actually be like, hey, I need help and it's not going okay. Cool. So I hope you guys have the best day ever. I hope you learned something today. A little bit of like a finance, I guess, lesson as well. But I'm going to try and throw a little bit more of this into here as well, because it is called the Evolve and Elevate podcast and evolving and elevating into the next level is also going to be how do you manage money? How do you like, you know, like manage yourself? How do you like, you know, mindset wise, get through things? How do you emotionally get through things? How do you keep going with fitness through all these other life changes? Like, this is all things that like really matter when it comes to this stuff. And so I hope you guys are having the best day ever. Thanks so much for tuning in and I will talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you would screenshot and tag Samantha Mouse Fitness on Instagram or leave us a review down below. If you'd like to go further in your weight loss journey with us, head over to my Instagram bio and fill out an application to get started. We'll see you in the next episode and I hope you have the best freaking day ever.